This episode is brought to you by Set for Life Insurance. Listen, docs, one of the first steps we took to pay off our student loan debt was realizing we paid way too much for our disability insurance. That all changed when we found Set for Life Insurance. They helped us with a customized insurance policy that met our needs and most of all, budget. To learn more, check out setforlifeinsurance.com. This episode is brought to you by Physician CEO. Finally, a business program for busy doctors just like you. Get the skills of branding, marketing, entrepreneurship, and combine those with your gifts as a physician. Be known as a doc outside the box and define your future. Learn more at physician-ceo.com forward slash D-O-T-B. Welcome to Docs Outside the Box Podcast. This is your official show, looking inside the minds of cutting edge and innovative doctors. Think you'll find these stories in any medical textbook? Sorry. You're getting real live insight from men and women pushing the envelope beyond medicine. Ordinary doctors doing extraordinary things. Let's start now with your host, Dr. Nee Darko. What's good, everyone? This is Dr. Nee, and I'm joined by a special guest, Cheryl. What's up? Welcome to Docs Outside the Box. How you doing? Hi, Nee. It's me again. Thank you so much for having me here. So for those who don't know, Cheryl is my thebomb.com virtual assistant. We've been working together since, what, last year now? Yes, October last year. October of last year. And despite me, you haven't run away yet. You know, you definitely helped me become so much more organized. You've helped me become so much more laser focused, even though it's really hard for me. And I just wanted to have you on the show again to talk about the things that you've kind of helped me implement that have helped me to become a lot more systematic with the podcast, be more systematic with the business of having a podcast. And even also we've used that for docs outside the box. And I've always said that I wanted to be a lot more transparent with the show. And I wanted more people to kind of see what we were doing behind the scenes so that it's less of a making stuff up and more of a just documenting the process, right? So that's why we're on today is to talk about some of the tools that you've helped me to use to kind of help systematize the business. What do you think? Yeah, sounds good. A lot of people who are listening, you don't know behind the scenes, but I can be rather hard-headed and it takes a while to kind of jump on to things. But, you know, we've kind of gone through back and forth of like liking certain project programs or, you know, whatever tools that we're using. And then all of a sudden, I'm just like, ah, I don't know about this. So we're going to talk about the things that we use here at Docs Outside the Box, Darko Media Group, you know, to kind of take Equal things to the next health. level. Equal Access Health. Equal Access Health with the Locums Company, as well as Dr. Renee's business with pre-med strategies that we're using to kind of get more systematized. It's not perfect, but it's a lot better than when we first met in October, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so what do you think? What's it like still? Like, Because I know the last time we talked, it was several weeks ago, maybe even like months ago, actually. Yeah. And like I said, there's no pressure, Cheryl. But I want to get your thoughts on like where we are now compared to where we were even back then. Have you seen any improvements? Is there anything that you think we can improve on? Yeah, absolutely. So when we first started working together, you sent me a document with your SOP. That was not finished, but it was really helpful to start with, you know? That's how I got started, just working through the documents. And also we did, I think, about two hours of Zoom call where you showed me 
you know, the operations, how it looks like on a daily basis, just to, you're not completing all the tasks. So you showed me how to do all those things. And also, these are some of the things I also recommend that any business that is starting to hire a virtual team or a VA is to spend time. You really have to spend time up front to training your VA just to show them how the business works and really give them that time to learn also. I mean, you can't expect anybody that you hire to like instantly click with you or your business. So there's a learning curve and you just really have to like support each other. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. You know, that was a struggle for me at first because I was just like, uh, because you knew a lot already. So I think the thing that I didn't get was that you didn't really understand the type of business that I did. Obviously, you understood systematizing and all these different things. But the business that I do with the locums company is a little bit interesting. You know, at first I was like, well, I mean, it's just kind of do X, Y, and Z. But I really want the audience to understand it's really important really to put yourselves in the, I guess, the shoes of your virtual assistant and really get them to understand what it's like to work under your circumstances. And those two hour long conversations or even the hour long conversations really helped, I think, you to really understand how interesting and how busy this work can be and how you can kind of help me systematize things or even automate things and make my job a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. Starting with a document was really helpful too. It's different when you train me via Zoom or via video call. And it's different when I see it in writing. So Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but my brain worked on checklists, templates, things like Mm -hmm. that. So I like to see it like in writing. I think I am able to process information better that way. Oh, so you prefer writing as opposed to video? I do actually. I like video. For example, I have to, if you have to watch a video, I have to still write stuff down. (laughs) I got you. I get you. Okay. That makes sense. So one of the things that we did in terms of automating, you know, automation and just really getting organized is we switched over from Trello. So Trello is a project (laughs) management tool that a lot of people use and it's great. But we switched over to Asana because as we got busier, we found that the task management aspect of it wasn't working for us anymore. So I was researching other tools out there and found that Asana was really a great option. And one reason, one reason was that they have this My Task page. What it is, is it kind of pulls your, all of the tasks assigned to you across all of your projects in one place. I guess when I found out about that, I was like, okay, this is a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah. And just so let me explain to the audience so they really understand. So basically what we're talking about now is, you know, when working with a virtual assistant, like one of the things that I struggled with was how to get tasks to her. So sometimes people may just write an email. Hi, Cheryl, can you do A? Can you do B? Can you do C? Can you do D? Bye. You know, me. See you later. Right. But sometimes that can be hard to track. It makes it a little bit difficult to kind of make sure that you're getting every task done. Imagine like whatever type of task manager that you have on your phone, whether you have an iPhone or an Android phone, whatever it is that you use to kind of keep your shopping list or keep your tasks in order. This is something really similar, but a little bit more robust. So that's what we were using initially, which was like Trello. And it's like index cards that say, hey, make sure you contact this guest after an episode goes out. Make sure you do X, Y, and Z after this, blah, 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 blah. And then you just check it off and move on and so forth. And I got really used to that. My previous virtual assistant was using that. I got used to it. So then I think after a while, I guess it just wasn't really keeping up with what we were doing because there was a lot of, you know, subtasks that I think Trello wasn't able to keep up with. And then that's when we switched to Asana, 
yeah. which I really liked. And I'm not going to lie. I gave you a lot of, like, I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm really ready to move to this. I'm really comfortable here. So. Yeah, I know. Sometimes that's hard. That's, sometimes that's difficult, especially if you're just getting used to a tool and you're like, okay, why do I do have to move again? Because you understand that there is a learning curve. But with Asana, I can tell you, though, that it is very easy to understand and very user-friendly as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. Yeah. I guess the main thing that really prompted me to like look for other solutions or project management tools is we started with Equal Access Help. And then you got me on board for your other projects, you know? Yeah. So it was getting more and more complicated. And there was just a lot of tasks to keep track of. Yeah, I agree. I think the cool thing about these task managers too is that you can assign tasks to individual people. And then when they complete it, not only do you get email confirmation that it's completed, but even also if I add a task, it emails you and lets you know, hey, Cheryl, you know, me added X, Y, and Z. And you can look at it and see when there's a due date and you can see if this is realistic or not. I really like that. I think initially just writing stuff down in email, I think would be very cumbersome. So being able to have that task and then being able to put, okay, this is the due date, have expectations and so forth, I think is really cool. And I don't know, I like Asana a lot, actually. So like, for example, like the people who are listening, you know, what would be your recommendations? Like what kind of businesses do you think? Or, you know, do you recommend that people start off with Asana or do you recommend that they start with maybe Trello or maybe Google Tasks or something like that? Good question. I would say that it probably depends on what type of person you are. So if you're a very visual person, Trello might work better for you. Or you know, as compared to Asana, because it comes with boards. So boards contain cards, which houses your different tasks. And then you can move them around. You can drag them around through your process. And it just looks a little bit more attractive, I guess. It looks a little bit more attractive, whereas Asana is a little bit more list-oriented and plain. I don't know. No, I agree with you. I agree with you on that one. Yeah. I agree with that. It's not aesthetically pleasing as the other. But both are free. So my recipe free ninety nine. <laughs> free ninety nine. <laughs> free ninety nine. But you can start off with a free plan on both of these project management tools. If you have the time, just go ahead and test out both for a week, you know, and see what you like about them and what you don't. I agree with that. I think that's a good point. I'm gonna walk people through kind of what we have. So we have an equal access health to do list, and then we have a docs outside the box, Darko Media Group, which is the parent company of Docs outside the box. We have a to-do list. And then obviously we have pre-med strategies also. And that's all within Asana, but it's all separate area. People who are looking like, well, how do you use a project management board and what would I put down? So what we do is, for example, like we have this a task in here where Cheryl needs to contact a car rental company for an upcoming assignment for a specific doctor. Like we have that so that I know that that's been done. She knows that that's been done. We have the adding of certain shifts for a certain physician into the calendar so that the hospital knows and the doctor knows exactly when and where he's going to be. We have another email that's reminding the physicians to go ahead and pick their schedules. You know, there's another task where we have to make sure we get the flight arrangements all set for a doctor. You know, all the things that when I didn't have Cheryl, right, when I didn't have you, all of these things were things that were just floating in my mind. And I would just literally hope that my memory would keep it all in the front portion of my dome and I wouldn't forget it. And invariably, like I would always forget something. So for me, just even doing a regular task program, you know, like Google Tasks or what have you, was, or Google Keep was good. But this takes it to another level. 
Because then if I click on, for example, travel arrangements for this one doctor, like I can click on it and then you have all the flights that this one doctor prefers and I can easily go onto any travel site and purchase those things. That to me was a game changer. Or another one is make sure you send payment vouchers out to these physicians, which reminds me, I actually, I paid the doctors and I got to get you the payment vouchers. So that's one thing that we got to get done. Yes, absolutely. I think you were talking about the recurring task teacher. Um, yeah. Sana, you're right. It has really been a game changer for us. Because imagine like you can schedule tests ahead of time and then have them repeat. You know, have them show up when it's time to do them. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're not like constantly writing things over and over again and assigning yourself and schedule them. It's amazing. What do you think? Because I know like when you were working with me, I was like the first person you worked with with this whole crazy thing called locum tenens. Like, what do you think about this whole business? locum tenants, doctors working as independent contracts. Like, I don't know. I want to know what your honest opinion is about all this stuff. Like, what do you think about it? Yes, you're right. I did have an idea what it even meant. So I had to Google it, <laughs> honestly. You Google it? Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I started learning about it. Oh, okay. So this is how it works. So you're like an agency, like a staffing agency for doctors, right? So I just kind of like Google some stuff and just was really observing, just learning about the business. Like my role in the business with Equal Access Health is very vital. <laughs> um, <laughs> on day you can say that again. Yeah. Yes. And the impact also they're making with your life, I guess, I think is very rewarding for me also. So that you can do your shift. I know you work like 24 hours, 48 hours <laughs> straight. So not having to worry about this part of your business is probably a help. It's rewarding for you also. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it before. I think you saved me at least, you know, like 10 to 15 hours a week, at least on Equal Access Health. And that was a game changer. You know, like I was late on so many different things to schedule. I was late on getting the doctors paid. I was late on getting the schedules to the hospital. It was to the point where I felt like I was sinking in my own business. And it's something that when I first started it with me and my wife, we we were so excited about it. And then, you know, as we started getting bigger, it just became this situation where I like, I felt almost like this dread of having to do it. And that was frustrating. But, you know, I'm just happy now that we kind of are moving in a really positive direction. Things are as automated as they can be. They're not perfect, but they're definitely a lot better than where they were. So I'm pretty excited about that. Let's move on to the next tip. And I probably had to say this is probably the most basic one. I'd have to say simple as just using Gmail and something called Boomerang. So I'll describe the Gmail portion and then I'll let you describe Boomerang. So basically Gmail, as everybody's familiar with, is just using you know free Gmail to communicate with people. But I think it's important from a business standpoint, if you want to be taken seriously, to take things to the next level and actually get a domain name. So that's what I did. We got a domain name for Equal Access Health. We got a domain name for Darko Media Group. And for me, once we did that, I think that really solidified the seriousness of the business. And obviously, adding you and giving you your own domain, your own email address was just, you know, like a really cool thing to be like, oh, wow, like I actually have someone who is a part of the company that's not my wife. It was really cool. So you have separate email addresses for Equal Access Health as well as for Darko Media Group. And I think that's cool. So I think being able to not just get your own domain, but then connecting it with Google Suite, which is basically... You know, just making sure that your email goes through a Gmail type format for us, I think is really positive. Don't you think like it makes it easier for us to communicate? It makes it easier for you to log in and for us to share documents with all the different tools that Google gives you for free. 
you know, like Google Drive and, you know, Google Tasks and so forth. And then also at the same time, like you can easily change my calendar mainly because you have the same domain name as me. So I think that that's a really positive thing. I think that that's something that you all should consider is that if you're starting your business, look, you got to go to free 99 route, you got to use Google. But if you really want to get really serious, I always suggest that deciding to get your own domain name is really the next step. And then from there, if you're deciding, well, who should really run my email, I think you can't go wrong with using G Suite or Google Suite to manage your email. Now, in terms of Boomerang, Boomerang, you put that on me and that that's really cool, actually. So why don't you describe what Did Boomerang I? is? Yeah. Weren't you using that already before you started working together? Yeah, I really wasn't using it though, so. Ah, okay, okay. Yes. So you know me, I like to automate things. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, I do. And one of the things that I like to use for Gmail is Boomerang. So what it does is it allows you to schedule your emails for a specific date and time. So, you know, for example, I'm sure a lot of you are probably catching up on work at midnight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Work schedule, you know, I've seen this. I've seen you do this a lot of times. But when you're writing an email, you have to reply to someone, but you don't want to send it out at that moment because, once again, it's late at night. So, Boomerang can help you schedule these emails. It'll go out in the morning or whatever time you prefer. So, that's kind of amazing. And also, the other thing that I like about it is the ability to schedule recurring emails. We're using this for sending email reminders to doctors to send their timesheets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because they'll forget, right? And rather than having for you to remember, or even having to... Like, you know, at first, before you started using it for that role, I would have it on my calendar as a reminder, hey, make sure you email the doctors on the 15th to submit the timesheets. So not only did I get that reminder, then I had to go and draft the email and then send it out. But you just basically used Boomerang to have this email go out generically to all the doctors on the 15th and 30th of the month. And it's just like automatically done. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It works with autopilot. You have to set it and forget it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. They have a free version of it too. Yeah. Absolutely. So all of these tools that we're talking about, you can start out a free plan, which is amazing. So you don't really have to spend a lot of money, you know, to automate your business. You just have to be creative, I guess, and just test out different things and see what works for you. But there are definitely a lot of free options out there. You know, it's interesting. One tip that I think a lot of people sleep on actually is, you know, I didn't notice this at first, but I think if you're an independent contractor and you're trying to contact people and you want to get a response, for me, I oftentimes find that if you send an email or set it so that it arrives in someone's email inbox at like eight o'clock or nine o'clock, it's more likely to get read and responded to quicker than if you send it overnight. Well, I just have to base it off of my experience. Like you just get a ton of emails overnight. You get a lot of spam. You get a lot of, you know, just emails from anybody sending it from the night before overnight and so forth. So I look at it as, well, if my email comes at eight o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning, you know, although there's a pile of emails that person has to look at, mine will be at the top. Mm -hmm. And Boomerang has really helped me to say, okay, well, look, you know, I may be up at one in the morning, but if I write this quick email and then have it set to go at eight o'clock, nine o'clock, there's a higher chance it'll get opened in the morning as opposed to maybe the next day or however long it takes them to go through their inbox list. Yeah, absolutely. Just having that ability to set reminders and follow-up reminders for very important emails. Maybe you're doing a sales email. So you're pitching someone you know, in your business. You really want to get a, a reply from a person. You don't even have to create a reminder for yourself to follow up with the person. Boomerang will do that for you. 
this person doesn't reply in, let's say, two days, the email will come back to your inbox. So just to make sure that you're keeping track of every email that you're sending out, especially if they're really, really important. So we are in hustle season. So we've been trying to pitch a lot of companies. So I'm sure you've been using that feature a lot because we're trying to get more advertisers on the show. We're trying to pitch a lot more companies to work with us. So yeah, it's a game changer. I agree. And now a word from our sponsor. Meet Dr. Arthur Cummings. He's a busy ophthalmologist practicing all the way in Dublin, Ireland. Recently, he finished physician CEO. Check out what got him to jump on the transatlantic flight to participate in this program. My initial response would simply be just do it. This is one of those programs that is so good. It's very likely to be the best education you've ever received. And you realize then as a physician, how little we really know about our businesses, even though we're running businesses that are quite large. And the level of training is so fantastic. The education is so good. The faculty is immaculate and you're in a group of people who are like-minded. So just the entire environment is an amazing learning experience and really a good incubator for growing your practice. So if you're a physician who's looking to start your own venture or even lead your practice or department, then you can't afford to miss this opportunity. Class is filling up. Learn more at physician-ceo.com forward slash D-O-T-B. Well, let's move on. This is one thing that I can't talk too much about. This is something that I think you know more about, but anybody who's out there where you are doing something for someone else and you need to time yourself or track yourself, this product, I think, is something that you use all the time. And I think in your Facebook group, you got this idea from or people who work in the same type of realm as you, where you need to time and track your time. So you use an app called Toggle, T-O-G-G-L. You want to talk about that one? Yeah, of course. I think this one is very important for people who bill by the hour, right? So as an independent contractor, I find that tracking my time is absolutely necessary for what I do. It's a way for me to make sure that my billable hours are being tracked and that I'm getting paid, of course. Even doctors, right? Do you do some time tracking when you're on assignment? Oh, yeah. You're I mean, contractor? Yeah, yeah, you got to keep track of it. I think the cool thing about this is it does it real time. Whereas the time trackers that I use is it's more like kind of looking in the mirror, the back mirror, the rear view mirror, like you retrospective, you go back and then you put your time in and then you create a sheet and then I can bill the hospitals based off of that. But this is actually like real time you're talking about, right? Yes, it is a real timer that you can start when you're about to start your tasks and then just make sure that you turn it off when you're done also. <laughs> yes, Cheryl, please. <laughs> I know, right? No pressure, no pressure, but please turn it off. <laughs> so yeah, but that's how important it is for someone like me who needs to track your time as in for billing. But of course, as a business owner, I'm sure we've talked about this before. As a business owner, it is also very important for you to track your own time, especially when you come to a point in your business where that the tasks are piling up and then yes. you're ready to hire your first VA, right? Yes, yes, Carol. <laughs> what yeah, I'm talking about. Um, yeah, because you need to know where your time is going. So you might find that you are working, like most of your time is going towards the administrative part of your business where you should be focusing more on marketing and getting this business in, this really helps you track your time. Can you do like screenshots also or no? Not with this one. No. Okay. But it's okay. just really tracking time. Is there a free version of this also? 
yeah, in fact, I'm just using the free version. And it comes with like reports also, like very detailed reports and a pie chart, which I love. <laughs> it comes with a pie chart and it breaks down the tasks that you were doing for that specific period. I like that too, because then that also helps me to understand if I'm teaching or if we're like really connecting and if we're understanding a product or a project better, because the time that you're using on that decreases, then I'd be like, okay, like it's time to move on. Like with Equal Access Health now, like it's to the point where now it's so mm-hmm. automated and it's so like, remember how we, how much time we used to spend on that in the beginning? Yes. And now, I believe we were averaging at about 10 to 15 hours a week on Equal Access Health. But once we got all these automations in place, it definitely decreased the hours that we spend, you know, each week to, I think, about five to 10, maximum 10 yeah. if we do the long meetings. <laughs> yeah. The reason I think that's really cool is that it's allowed me to kind of really focus on, well, at least us, we can now focus on the podcast and, you know, Dr. Renee's business and just really focus on that. And that's been the best part about it also. So Toggle, T-O-G-G-L, there's a free version, everyone. Well, I'm sure there's a paid version of that, but that's something that I think definitely Cheryl and other assistants or people who, you know, rely on making sure they need real-time tracking of their time is something that they should use. Now, The next thing is actually what we're recording on right now is the use of instructional videos and training or even like web conferencing, the ability to, you know, have meetings with people face to face, you know, you're all the way on the West Coast. I'm here, you know, on assignment somewhere in the Midwest, but we're meeting over Zoom, which is a web conferencing software that I think has slowly but surely kind of become the default for, you know, podcasters like me to meet, you know, with other guests or even for us to do our meetings. And then there's also something called Loom, which I'm not too familiar with, but I'm sure you're familiar with. Dr. Renee uses Loom. Let's talk more about Zoom and Loom. <laughs> and that's not a play on words, but that literally is the name. <laughs> it ran. Yes, we do use Zoom a lot for our meetings. If I remember correctly, we talked about this in the, um, the last episode that we did, having this weekly meetings, video calls to really establish that VA client relationship, it really does help. So yes, but it doesn't just stop there. Zoom is amazing also for training purposes. So if you just hired someone and you want to get them on board and train them how to do certain tasks, so you can get on a call, on a Zoom call and screen share. So this new hire can probably shadow you while you work to learn how business, how the business works. And also... There is also an option to record, like do a screencast, right? You can perform tasks that you normally do and then have Zoom record it so that you can save it and send it to your VA later so she can learn from that video. We use that for how I created the booking schedule for the doctors. Oh, yeah. We use that for so many different things. Remember we did it for invoicing? Yeah. yeah. Remember how long when you looked at the video, like this is how long it takes you to do invoice? I was like, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of steps that involved. (laughs) Yeah. Overwhelming. Yeah, but it's amazing if you have a video that the VA can refer to anytime. You know, if she gets stuck at any point, then she can just come back and watch the video again. It's amazing. Loom kind of works the same way also, but it's a Google Chrome extension. It's free as well. So it's pretty much just the same thing. So if you actually added the extension to your browser, Google Chrome browser, you can just click it one time and then it'll start recording for you. Anytime you want to do maybe an instructional video or you want to explain something to your VA, 
that you don't necessarily have to get on a call together for. You know, it's amazing. It works the same way, but Zoom has more functionality since you can do calls, meetings as well on it. The best part about Zoom I like from a podcasting standpoint is I remember the days of Skype where you had to create, first of all, like if you invited someone to talk with them, to talk together on the podcast, they needed to have a Skype user ID. And a lot of people, you know, just don't use Skype like that, you know, so um, it was pretty confusing. Some people didn't know, you know, well, should I use the online version of Skype that, you know, is already installed on my computer? Or should I get like the installed version of my computer? Is it the same ID? What's the Microsoft account? It was so frustrating that I eventually created a login account for them. So that, you know, it's like, you know, docs outside the box guest. But even that would cause confusion. And, you know, Skype is free. It's great. But I also thought that Skype was really resource intensive. I always felt like the fans of my laptop were going off crazy every time I'm recording. And it wasn't that big of a deal, but I just felt like it was slow and laggy and it was just resource intensive. And then once my wife, you know, Dr. Renee, as we know, the smartest one, my better half, once she put me on on Zoom, you know, literally all I have to do is give a link to my guest. I give a link to you. That's it. You click on it and the room is ready to go. And we're talking, we're looking at each other. I find it to be less resource intensive. I don't have as much lag time. I don't have as much issues with talking through Zoom that I did with Skype. Yeah, it's funny because I have two friends and we meet regularly, weekly or monthly on a video call. So we have tried many things and Zoom has been excellent. The one that we decided to stick on because of the quality. So we used to do Facebook calls and Skype calls, and then all of a sudden, they would just lag, and people can get disconnected at any time in the conversation, which is really annoying. So in terms of quality, Zoom is awesome. I agree. So just once again, is Loom like Zoom, or what's Loom really for? Is it really for screenshotting and making sure that you're screen capturing? Screen capture. I think it's just solely for that purpose. Mm, Okay. And obviously, there's free versions of that. I think with Zoom, the free version with Zoom, if you have more than two people, you can only talk for a total of 45 minutes. I may be wrong, but you tell me if I'm right or wrong. Yeah, I think you're right. So there's definitely some limitations also with the free version. I think there's a limitation as to the number of people that can join in and also the length of the call. Right. You know, like I put out a post, which we worked on, where we talked about how to start a podcast for $20. And, you know, this was one of the tools that we use because Zoom is free if you're just doing an interview-based podcast. Now, if you have a host, another host, and you're interviewing someone else, well, you better keep your interviews less than 45 minutes. (laughs) Keep them less than 45 minutes. But if it's just you and a guest and it's free and you can talk as long as possible and record either on the cloud or record to your computer, I really find Zoom to be really powerful. Now, last but not least, but we'll probably just spend a lot of time on this because this is more the creative side, which I suck at. As you already know, you describe things to me all the time. And I'm like, you know what? Just create it and show it to me and we'll go from there. But obviously, you know, it's amazing. Like me, I'm a boy who grew up in the 80s and 90s. I come from an immigrant family. And it's always been very ingrained to be very private. Not secretive, but just private. Keep your business to yourself. And we don't live in that world anymore, right? Like you have to share. You have to be social. Hence the word social media. And I think... A big portion of the reason why the show has grown so much has been social media, getting the word of mouth out, sharing it with other people, doubling down, you helping me double down on Instagram and so forth. So let's talk about some of the tools that you've used to kind of take things to another level for me with Darko Media Group with uh, social media. 
Yeah, absolutely. One main tool that we definitely can't live without <laughs> when it comes to social media is definitely Canva. So Canva is a software. It also, it comes with a free version. Free 99. Um, I love it. I love it. Give me the free version. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So Canva, that's C-A-N-V-A, which comes with a mobile and a desktop version. So it's a free software that where you can create beautiful graphics for your social media. And not only graphics, you can do posters, headers for your email, so anything that you can think of because you can even do like custom dimensions, you know. But the great thing about it is it comes with thousands of templates built in into the this you know this tool. So you don't even have to be a creative or be a graphic designer to really create this beautiful graphics for your business because it's templatized for you. So all you Cheryl, you using templates for me? No. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Let me find out you're using just the templates. (laughs) But I definitely take inspiration. Oh my gosh. Okay. So no, definitely I take some inspiration. And the thing about that is because is you also don't want to look the same as other people, right? Right, right. You know, you have something unique about you and you want to show that. I guess that's the one thing to start with. You don't have to spend a lot of time creating and something that is unique, you know, definitely can use the platform for, I mean, right away, if you want to get something out in like 10 minutes, you know, or 15 minutes. Pretty quick like that. And we're talking about creating things. It has templates for Facebook banners. It has templates for Instagram. It has templates for email. And this is something that is web-based. You can log into on your computer or it's something that is an actual app on your phone, which I think is pretty cool. Like you can create things, you know, you take a picture or something or, you know, you create something on your phone and there you go. Boom. You have something that literally can go on IG or on Facebook. And like you said, in less than 10 minutes. I love it. Yeah. It's amazing. I don't know about you, but I've always been a fan of Photoshop, but I've always been intimidated by it. So instead of me trying to learn it, like I get paralyzed. No, I don't. I can't do this. I don't think I can do this. I looked at it that way. I knew I wanted to be able to create something, like something creative, but I just didn't know how and I was just intimidated. And then Canva came along. (laughs) It changed everything. 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 Yep. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't know. You know, the geek side of me gets really excited about how like, you know, like you said, what you just said, like, first of all, Photoshop is mad expensive and it's very complicated. I was the same way before I found out about Canva. I was trying to figure out ways that I can do stuff on Photoshop and I couldn't afford Photoshop. So I would download something called GIMP, G-I-M-P, which is basically like a freeware version of Photoshop for PCs. But it's exactly like Photoshop. It's as cumbersome as Photoshop, but it's free. And I just, I didn't know any of this stuff, like how to do layers and all that stuff. But you go to Canva and it literally is drag and drop, which I really like. And it's free and you can't beat it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I definitely recommend for people who want to get the word out on whatever they want to do, but want it to look like pleasing as possible visually to check out Canva. Canva, even I use Canva at times. And you know me already. I don't like to write things down and I really don't like doing anything too creative because I just feel like I struggle with it. And I just rather just have you do it and then you let me know. And one of those guys who is, you know, I know what I like when I see it, right? Like if I see it, if I create it, it's just going to take me, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what to do. But if I see it, 
I know, right? So that's why, you know, oftentimes I'll say, Cheryl, like, just do you and then just show it to me and then we'll go from there. Well, yeah, and I appreciate you letting me explore that, my creativity, because I like doing that kind of stuff also. Well, you do a great job of it also. So give yourself credit for it, you know? Thanks. Well, last but not least is, I'm not sure if you're a big fan of it, but I know it's something that I'm using so far. And I guess we're kind of going through the process of realizing, do we really need this anymore? But it's basically a social media management tool where it basically publishes our stuff in an evergreen fashion. And what we use is called Smarter Q. I started off initially using Meet Edgar, but Meet Edgar just started having some issues with Facebook and not being able to post, having some issues with Twitter and so forth. But basically, imagine you know, being able to come up with a podcast episode or a blog post and then being able to put it out on Instagram at the times that you know people are really ready to engage on each individual platform, the afternoons for Instagram or I don't know, like midday for Facebook. It does all of that for you while you're operating and so forth. So you can kind of batch everything so that it's ready to go. And I initially started off with Meet Edgar and then now I switched to SmarterQ. So what are your thoughts on SmarterQ? What are your thoughts on just you know social management tools and all of that stuff? I actually like it so far. I like how it repurposes or recycles your content. So this you is think that works? I think so because you'll notice that, well, some days you might not be online, right? So you missed a post from this person that you follow. And then maybe the next day you come online and then it shows up on your feed again. And, you know, there you go. You see it and you're able to engage with it. I think it works. And especially, you know, let's face it, coming up with content is really... A lot of work. It's tough. It's, it's tough. tough. Yeah. If you want to get consistent with social media, it's a lot of work, especially you as a busy person. You know, it's hard to keep up. So your content being recycled, it kind of like picks up the slack for you <laughs> during those times where you might not have a lot of content or not have a lot of time to work on new material, you know, every time. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They're not free versions of these softwares, or they are, but they're very limited. But there are programs that are out there that are free. The problem is, is that it's not evergreen, right? So they will put your, I think like Hootsuite has a free version and Buffer is free for a certain extent, but they don't recycle the stuff. And for someone like me, who is on the road a lot, not really able to kind of keep content going, this is really good to kind of keep the audience engaged and let them know that something is going out all the time. So I recommend that. That covers basically all the five things that we are using right now to kind of really be laser focused on not only working together, but also being able to put like a united front so that other people outside of Darko Media Group, Equal Access Health, Pre-Med Strategies, they see this well-oiled business machine, which hopefully it's going in that direction. But I want to get your opinion. Like, if you were someone who's listening to this show right now and they're not sure exactly where to start, probably what's your recommendation on the first place to start with any of these tools first? Pick one and then kind of go from there. If you're starting a virtual team, right? If your business model allows you to get your work done remotely, first thing that I would probably consider looking into would be your project management tool. Because your project management tool is like your virtual office, right? Yeah, I like that. (laughs) So it's where you go to to work, to know what you're working on that day or that week. So I would definitely prefer that you start looking into your project management tool, whether that would be Trello 
or Asana, you know, and get your team, if you already have a team, get your team to use it on a daily basis so that it becomes a habit and it becomes natural for everyone. It just helps streamlining the team communication and also getting your business organized so that you're not all over the place because running a business is difficult, especially if it's chaos every day. Project management tool, definitely. Yeah, I agree. That's a good point. I first got introduced to project management when I was getting ready to do my book, you know, 321 Podcast, and the team was just a team of me. (laughs) But I used it to kind of keep track of the things that I needed to do to get the book launch ready to go. And then at first I was like, well, do I really need a project? I was using a free version at the time. But then I was like, do I really need a project management tool? And once I started working with virtual assistants and then started working with you, which obviously you're more than just a virtual assistant, they really kind of change things. And you know, I'm just really happy that you introduced me to this because I know when we were using Trello, I thought that was great. But once we used Asana, I really think it's made things a lot easier. And I really feel like we've been able to scale things. So It's crazy though, because I rely so much on lists these days that I don't trust my brain to remember things that's not on my list. <laughs> you're a smart woman right there. Smart woman. Me, I've been so, using the mental math and all that stuff and I forget stuff. Like your to-do list is in your head. Well, I even have on my suit. I have my wife's, uh, or excuse me, I have our anniversary <laughs> date oh. that's uh, written in. So no, nah, I won't ever forget about me. I'm just saying, you know, like overall, like I really enjoyed this conversation. I think this was what's up because I think a lot of people want to know like what it's like to kind of start a business from scratch. Like you see like the Gary V's, you see the John Henry's, you know, you see the Amy Porterfield's and all those different people who are like step 100. And I think it's always important to kind of don't forget about that. Sometimes people want to know what it's like to be at step two, step three maybe even step 10. So thank you so much for your time to do this because I think we're going to be helping a lot of people really understand how to get off the fence and really take that first step. Before we end this call, can I give you a bonus? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. So I've been playing with it recently and I just came to the end and I was like thinking, why haven't I used this sooner? Siri. <laughs> Wait, Siri? Siri, you talk, oh, Siri, Siri, Siri. You're talking about the online thing for Apple. Yes. Mm-hmm. I forgot you're an Apple person. Ugh. Okay. You, you like uh, Siri? Yes, it's funny. So I have been using Siri a lot recently during my work days. It's actually mind-blowing. <laughs> so let me give you an example, right? So I'm working and I'm really engaged with my tasks that I'm doing. And suddenly I remembered that, oh, I need to send me a message later or I need to send this email to me later. Will I really remember that later? You know, will I really remember to do that later? So while I'm engaged in the work that I'm doing, I can just pull into Siri and tell her to create a reminder for me to do that stuff later on. That's a good point, actually. And it's already baked into your phone. It's true. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so funny how it's right underneath your nose. And a lot of people just forget how powerful these things are. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even I send text messages to my husband using Siri. Oh, really? It doesn't mess it up? No. Wow. <laughs> it okay. works. All right. All right. Okay. So you mentioned Siri then. Okay. So I have to admit, well, I have an Android phone, so I used Google Assistant. You know, the thing that I found to be really powerful is the dictation skills of these programs. I can't speak on Siri because I don't use Siri, but I know for a fact, Google Assistant, if I'm trying to dictate something or, for example, when I was doing my book, there was a point where I just wanted to talk it out as opposed to writing it out. You know me already. I hate writing things out. So... I just was talking and it was really keeping up with, you know, how I was talking in my diction and everything. So I like that. Siri's a really good, that's a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. And you can use it on the go. 
So just for very busy people, you don't have to even lift a finger. You just call into Siri and she'll do the work for you. <laughs> Technology. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, probably the next time we're going to talk, I'm going to be doing something that I am really scared to be doing, but I'm going to be doing that. You and me know what that is. So I'm going to be doing a show on that. As we know, next month and the month after that and so forth, something big, something that I'm really excited about. So I'm going to be doing an episode on that, but I think that's probably the next time that we'll be talking is during that time. So, okay. but I wanted to thank you for supporting me during that time. I know, you know, these past several months, you've been kind of seeing all the work be put in for that time, for that significant period of time during a month. And I'm pretty excited to talk to the audience about that. And they'll be hearing about that. I'm not sure if I'm going to do a five minute Friday on that. We think, or maybe just a whole like solo episode on it. Yeah. So what do you think? Five minute Friday? Yeah, uh, do a full episode. Okay, all right. All right, guys. So audience, you'll definitely be hearing from me about something for me, which is a big deal and something that I want to kind of talk to you about. You know, it's about faith and it's about, you know, really going hard or going home. So I wanted to thank you all for listening to this episode. Cheryl, as always, you're my ace. Thank you so much for this episode. This has been great. We got to do it again. And hey, guys, I think you all should really jump on these tips that Cheryl has dropped on us. These are definitely ways to get started, to get off the fence, to get you started with whatever you want to do, but you want to do in a more productive and systemized fashion. So I'm going to catch y'all on the next one. Cheryl, as always, we'll be talking during the week or as often as we normally talk. I'll catch you on the next one. All righty. Thank you so much for having me again. As always. I enjoyed this stuff. Yeah. And everyone, we'll talk to y'all later. Peace.